say cue the angels <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i'm wow. sure that's what's going to be over my shoulder yeah <laughs> wow must be a good day in the Phelan household got the lord visiting it is 71 degrees and sunny in good old gross point farms michigan <laughs> all right so i i sent you a couple of pictures and you you gave the response of ha ha on the on the iphone messages and and so I sent you two images that I, I'm going through drawers here. I'm still unpacking, Cormac. I moved in at the end of January. It is now the near the end of August, so it is going on six months right now. Still unpacking. And I pulled two images <laughs> out of this drawer. I haven't seen these images in 25-plus years, probably. I don't know. When did I graduate? Like 25 years ago. And I said... This was three my three D modeling skills, circa nineteen ninety five, and your response yes. was, "Ha ha, ha ha." <laughs> okay, so it was more because is that okay? The, the, the before because maybe maybe we could show these images somehow, but but is yeah. is the response like? This is the lamest model. Like, okay, so if you think when when well, first when all, I made a three D model in nineteen ninety five, think of the software, think of the computers, think of how lo- that we we modeled everything that, in wireframe, right? So that compared that to what we laugh. make now, like we we actually make but like see, rectangles now, right? As architects, but exactly, we make dumb but rectangles. The 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 ha ha was you were using three D software in nineteen ninety five. I was making chipboard models in 1995. I was too, but yeah. <laughs> and, and But I mean, like your 3D models were digital 3D models. And even though we did have access to in the studios, we were, this was before we transitioned to PCs. We were on Macs and we were using Form Z. Yeah, this, th- that model and, that you saw was in Form Z on the Mac, in the, in the, right, in the Mac right. lab yeah, in school. Probably well, I might have had, might have been actually, on my personal Mac. Uh, I I can't remember. Well, you actually still use Form Z on occasion. Well, uh, no, it's been you? a while, but but yeah, I mean, it hasn't been that long. Not as long as you, for sure. Well, did oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I I think that ninety five Studio might have been the first and last time I'd ever used Form Z. Wow. But here's here's the kicker, and here's you know kind of like the thinking behind the haha was. More as, haha! You were allowed to do it. Allowed to. We were actually oh, you... dis. We were discouraged. I was talking to somebody today from getting too far into computing. Yeah, right. That's at an early stage of. I mean, because remember now. I mean, this was, you know, this was the dawn of our changing of hand drawings, hand drafting, and stuff to yeah. really making that switch to computers, and there was still. Because I worked in a firm, I think it was um, 94, I was working for a firm as a summer intern after my second year, and yeah, so it was it was after my second year, and they basically said, most, so we had two, two, two drafts when that we're using AutoCAD and of course the big massive digitizers and all of that other stuff. 
and everybody else was still, you know, still doing everything by hand. Mm -hmm. And the people who were doing it with the computer would scoff at the people who were still doing it by hand. And the people who were doing it by hand were scoffing at the people who were doing it in the computer. <laughs> and we were at that stage Divide. of evolution in architecture where nobody was like, everybody was so worried about, you know, there was the, you want to call them the Luddites, the people who wanted to hold on to the tradition of the, of hand drawing. But I mean, since it was so prevalent at the time, it was, it was more of just like, oh, this new stuff is, it's just a fad. It's not going <laughs> to, yeah. I remember, do you, okay. So, so thinking about that studio with that software, mm -hmm. what kind of plotter did you all have? Mm. Did you have a plotter? We had a pen plotter. Yeah. Yeah. The pen plotter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so fun to watch. Um, so fun to watch. Like plotters nowadays right it it comes out like a xerox it's just a whole sheet spits out at yeah. once back then the, oh, yeah, the yeah, sheet yeah. went back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth while the, well, while the pen was... moved side to side side to side side to side Ex it was so fun exactly to watch. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it was and then you would like you would see like you know different pens like the one if i if i'm recalling this correctly like it would you know plot with one pen, mm -hmm. then it would plot with another pen. Yeah, there and was it would a just carousel back and forth, and that, said, that the pens right, would and there was load a carousel that kind of like for just, different weights exactly. or different colors. And yeah. I, our pens yeah. were felt tipped. I don't know what yours were like, because the the I pen plot, the paper moved so fast, and and we had inked everything up to that point by hand with rapidographs, right? right? And right. so you could not pull a rapidograph across a piece of paper with any speed, or you would just oh, tear no, no, right no. through the paper, right? So exactly. these, I was always like, really a felt tip pen. And then I found out why. And that felt tip was not a yeah. sharp point at all. It was a very no. triangular, like prismatic point. It, it was wedged. It, yeah. It was, a, it was a wedge, but it was really hard. Yeah. Right. It couldn't be soft like mm -hmm. a marker, but similar technology to a marker. It was like this ink soaked felt tip and man, that plotter right. flew and it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it was interesting is because then my story, I like after third year, I dropped out, ran out of cash and I ended up working for a firm for four years in that firm. We were using what, microstation. Yeah. Microstation. Mm -hmm. Is that microstation? Yeah. Microstation yeah. 95. Is that? Yeah, my I literally like right. I'm saying microstation. I'm like, don't you mean New Forma? I'm like, no, New Forma is the project management. There was there was microstation <laughs> Triforma. It was back in the there okay, was like so there their was 3D modeling and, and rendering application that went along with microstation so called Triforma. We, yeah. So we used we used microstation. We did it was it was pre uh, Triforma, but it was microstation 95. Yeah, that was what we were using, and so I, we were using that and. Um, drafting with that. And then the plotters became a slightly more sophisticated. You now you started to get color, you know, color plotters and all that other stuff. So that when I, when I went back to school, fast forward four years later, and I'm, you know, here's 99 when I'm back in school and everything, almost everybody was generating everything, you know, by oh, computer wow. using Photoshop. Yeah, that went fast. You know, it was, right? it was, it was, it was completely like opposite of the way that I left just four years earlier, where everything was sort of, at least through third year, 
you know, we were you know, almost demanded to do everything by hand. Yeah, there was. And then fast forward. Go ahead, finish up. I was going to say, so so then fast forward to the getting back and everything is encouraged to be done by the computer. And it was interesting because in a way I sort of saw, I'm just going to be judgmental about this, but I, I sort of saw a decline in the quality of the work that was being produced because people were just producing imagery, 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 imagery. Think about like the... Think about like the old um, Nine Inch Nails, um, like album covers and stuff where there was just like heavy graphics overlaid and stuff like that. That was what it was. You almost could never tell exactly what the project was because there was so much graphic noise (laughs) that it was just like, ooh, look at me, I'm edgy. You know, kind of thing. Yes. A lot of texture and all that other stuff. Yep. And so that, that drove me on my thesis year. That actually drove me to do the entire thing. Yes, I, to this day, still feel like I regretted that decision, but I did my entire thesis by hand. Hmm. I, I kind of like, I you drew know, a line drew in the sand. The, <laughs> I wasn't going to cross A lot it. of lines in the sand. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> then I also. I stick. I'm. Quite literally. <laughs> trying to like, I would probably say, so I did everything ink on vellum with some of the, the Pantone, like transfer yeah yeah um shading and all that other right. stuff but i did i did everything in it i did i think it was 20 feet long by i'm looking at my wall right now to kind of like judge probably about eight feet tall and it was just several panels yeah but it was like a lot of information it was like this this one big huge section because and i did this i did a military cemetery but i did You know, like, so I had this really long section of like the entire site, but I did it at a, like a, a legit scale. Mm -hmm. It was, Mm -hmm. I was just like, what? And to the, to this day, I think to myself, what the hell was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) I remember being in studios. It depended on who was leading the studio because there were some professors who would tolerate, but penalize you for using the computer. There were other ones who are staunchly against it. And then there was another mm-hmm. one, like the the images that I sent you, where where that I it was actually the structures professor, and he was all over it. He was like, "Yes, go, like go crazy." And there were there were like three of yeah. us who used computers back then, right? <laughs> so that and that was like yeah. a a real catalyst moment for me was that studio because I and I think I've told the story on the podcast before, but that was the first time I anyone in school used a laser cutter. And I used it to uh-huh. do a section model through the uh, Waterloo Station in London by Grimshaw. Okay. And so that has okay. these really cool, uh, you know, spatial trusses. They're kind of, they're not just like two-dimensional trusses. They're three-dimensional trusses. And they go up <laughs> in this big ribbed kind of backbone um, arcing shape that's kind of a, an odd shape. And it was like, I remember drawing those sections in MicroStation, like you're talking about trimming all those lines out of there and and because back then like their published images were like postage stamp size on a page right like you would get Mm -hmm. a monograph for nicholas grimshaw and you would find a project so that you because we all had case study projects right and we'd go down to the library we'd go to the fifth floor of the library where there was the architecture section and we would just try to find a, a book that we could then base a case study off of 
And I immediately yeah. loved the structure, the, the cross-section to the structure. You see the two trains for the different tracks that they were on. You see the loading yeah. bays. You can see the structure and the skin going over the top of it. And I was like, I got to do this. I didn't even think, how am I going to do this? I just said, I've got to do this. And that led me down the path of learning how to do a drawing and export it for some crazy laser cutting control software that was not this, not CAD, right? It was something else. It was like Corel Draw, I believe, at the at the time. Like because what the laser print the laser cutter was had a print driver that only worked out of Corel Draw, and you had to do special layer setup. And it was like this was all completely new to me. Like we, I had just started using the computer like the year before, and so. That the local service bureau got a laser cutter, and I was like, I'm going to learn how to use that because I cannot figure out. I don't want to make these three dimensional truss models by hand, so I, I figured out a way yeah. to laser cut them. So the whole thing was out of chipboard, and my teacher loved that model so much that he never gave it back to me. <laughs> and that's uh, where that that's project awesome. of the two images that I sent you came from, which was completely like 3D truss based space frame. Oh, yeah. spiral yeah. architecture right. it was it was it was a radial plan it had concrete walls with with spiral 3d space trusses kinda, it was really it was really cool i kind of wish that i had so we did we did a recycling center and mine was kind of like a spiral very not exactly like yours but it was a spiral with spiral trusses and it was kind of um, in, but mine was done all by hand mm -hmm. and people were like, you can't build, you know, it's just like these, all these different things. Like you can't build that in reality. It's just like, you know, what's funny is the way that I built the trusses by hand kind of showed me that if I actually did want to build this thing, I probably could. That's how building works. You know, you break it down into its elements. Exactly. You one component at a time exactly. and you put them in, in the right order and you make the thing right. <laughs> and so what was funny is I, I remember a friend and it was a Meyer building and I can't remember it, it was, do you, you recall that one Meyer building that's kind of like, it's white and it's got these like, you know, kind of descending. Really? Is it white? It, it, <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, yeah. But, you know, these, that really like, sets it apart from the rest of his buildings. But it, but it was kind of a, it, it was a radial fan. Okay. Do, you're not recalling? No, it? I'm not. All right. Well, f well I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. You gotta find a name. A link to it yeah. in the show night. All right. Cool. I but but it was like somebody had sent me a link to that. Somebody from school, and they're like, "Hey, you remember that project you did? I think, uh, you know, I, I think Meyer ripped you off. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's, this was that's like what he does. this. Goes, well, this was right after. This was kind of like right after uh, Freedom Tower. And it was kind of like announced and it was the one that, you know, before it became what it is, mm. it was the one that was like yeah. slightly, you know, twisted, which actually was a, an architect who ripped off a student's like oh project. Um, oh my gosh. And, uh, and so who, who did, was that Foster who did that? That wasn't Foster, was it? I remember a Liebeskind, uh, but it wasn't twisting like you're talking about, but there was a whole yeah, no, scheme no, 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 by Liebeskind. That's one that I recall. Yeah, this was this was somebody completely different. But it, but it was funny. It was like the principal in charge of that particular project happened to be 
on his jury and it actually came out that the, you know, whether or not they fully admitted to the fact that they ripped him off, it was pretty much like everybody's just like, no, man, you ripped him off. Well, you know, (laughs) Cormac, good ideas can come from anywhere. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Which is actually kind of funny because there's a story about very similarly about Camden Yards and one of our old principals that had just recently retired had done a student project that reused a good portion of the existing building that's right next to Camden Yards as part of the overall structure. And sure enough, he will live by the story that he swears that they ripped him off because the people who were involved with the project, here it was like after his thing, because that's... He's got this, he he used to have this absolutely beautiful hand-built model of his project, which was a stadium, which was reusing the old, the old warehouse building, which that's one of uh, Camden Yard's charms is reusing it and how it engages the site and everything else. And they just, he will go to his grave uh, claiming that they flat out ripped him off. You call it a ripoff? They call it inspiration. Yeah. It's just a variation on a theme. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm still hurt we've, that we've you t- laughed at my renderings uh, from 1995. <laughs> you were, Those were badass. You were very lucky that I del- you're very lucky that I deleted and not sent to you the, thank goodness for the, the grainy resolution. <laughs> it was just, or some. Something to that effect I was going to send you. And I was just like, no, that sounds too mean. You're mean. It's just like, ha ha. Yeah. Because <laughs> ha ha will sound a lot nicer. That was way nicer. Yeah. No, those are printed out on a, like an Epson inkjet printer too. That was t- top of the line back then. Could, you could tell because one, I, one image was like mostly purple. And it's because I had ran, mm-hmm. run out of the right color. <laughs> Well, you just tell them that, you know, you were trying to reminisce with, you know, like the old blue lines. Yeah, I was. But you wanted to do a purple line. I was doing a purple lines. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, oh, that's that's my story. And you're sticking with it? Yep. It's so, it's so crazy, like, to actually think about, like, all of the kind of, like, weird technology that we were watching kind of get ushered in, in like the early stages of our career Mm -hmm. that today now, I mean, to take, to see how people have taken it out. Like, I remember we used to do like, you know, we would write like, you know, scripts for hotkey commands and things like that, but it wasn't scripts like, you know, Rhino does or it wasn't visual programming, right. Or grasshopper. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't any of that. It was just like, and, and then I sit there and I'm like, I look over the shoulder at people who are doing that now. And I look at him like, what is this? <laughs> it's like, first of all, it's like, what is this kind of sorcery? You know, and you just like, you see people like, you know, they're like plugging, like, you know, you just like, I'm watching them do it. And I'm like, no concept, no concept. I, I mean, I just, no concept. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's another form of sketching for people nowadays. I think we've talked about it yeah. in that context before, yeah. right? It's, uh. For us, it was actual sketching on trace paper or in a sketchbook, and then right. it went to the computer, and it's gone to code 
now in programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for my retirement so somebody else can do all this. <laughs> We're all excited for your retirement. Let's, yeah. let's see. That's going to be in what, their, 30 uh, years? two decades? I was going to say 30. 30. Ooh, <laughs> wow. 30. <laughs> well, you still got 20 years yeah. before you're actually, you, you've made it at all, right? Like you got, That's true. you have to be entirely white haired by then um, to, to be considered even. Where your hands are all like, you know. Crumpled up. Exactly. Great. I want to do this. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Mr. Geary. <laughs> uh, okay, so. I have complained once before about this, but I would like to complain again. Mm, mm. Back to nature. Architect Magazine. Here we go. I would I would like to... <laughs> I can't even see it. It's paper thin. Okay. There are... Let's explain for the audio. 60... Let's explain for the audio audience right now what Cormac is holding okay. up to the screen. I am, I am holding up the Architect Magazine, mm-hmm. the... The Journal of the American Institute of Architects. Right. So here's what we get as a publication for our, as a perk for our membership. And I'm holding it up sideways, pointing it towards the camera for all of the audio listeners to show Evan how very thin this um, magazine, this publication is. Now you flip to the back page and it's 64 pages, 64 pages. Of those 64 pages, only 28 of them include true content that is not an ad. Wow. 28 of 64 pages. Wow. Now, I did include the table of contents and (laughs) included the cover, the cover. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I just like really. I mean, this used to be my go-to of going online and looking at all of these. We're just talking about like going and looking at like these monographs and, you know, looking at all of these different things. And and so now you see like these little teeny, teeny pictures yeah. and all this other stuff. It's like little teeny <laughs> so, pictures. So you're saying we had a good teeny back text. then. They were, they were really we had a good crisp back then. black ink drawings on white paper. You could read them. They were legible. They were yeah. small. But but what you're saying is that today's drawings are even smaller. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think, and I'm looking at a something from uh, the ecology school in Maine. And so, to me, it's a very lovely project that I would really like to actually see more of. And so it no probably that. means that I'm going to have to... Exactly, because there's it. The article that is three pages long is broken up with an ad in the middle of it. It's almost like when you're sitting there and you're watching a YouTube video, and you know <laughs> so there's like an ad that starts playing in the middle Obnoxious. of your video. That is exactly what's going on here. It's just like seriously, how? So so if you could pay for an ad-free version, don't bother this. Would anymore. you? Would you pay? For an ad-free 28-page version of that magazine? Can, can I can I get bigger pictures? <laughs> can can, I get can a it be 64 pages, 
but bigger pictures? So I would say that the the write-ups at like say Arc Daily or Architects Newspaper or Design or any of these other ones, they have more they have more engaging photography. And they don't necessarily have as much write up as you like, mean like you know, size. This, this like is... the photography is not better, but what you're it's bigger. It's like on your screen. <laughs> it is bigger. It's bigger. It is definitely bigger. Yeah, but it is in a way it somewhat is better. Got to be the same. Some of them are though, just doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just I'm just saying. I, I'm asking that, if you, you would know, pay for an ad free the... version because I pay for an ad free version of YouTube. Uh, it's like the best money I spend. I don't want to watch True. any ads on. I it, I see people watch YouTube, and I'm like, how can you watch this crap when it's just full of ads? I don't understand how people can deal with that. And so I spend fifteen dollars a month for YouTube Premium, so that I don't have to watch those ads, and and my quality of life is better. And so, would architecture periodicals follow suit? Is there a business model? Is there a business case to be made here? You've got, so I'm sure that this is going to be in the mail for you yeah. soon. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm sure. It probably should if, it, if it's not already there. Right. But the title, the title project, and it's, it says back to nature, a case for rewilding. And I'm not even going to get started about the conversation about if you build a bunch of concrete planks and then just put trees on essentially planters, is that really rewilding? But that aside, that opinion aside, <laughs> if you flip to it, it says images by mid journey. No way. Sir, I, I, jizzle <laughs> <shizzle> you not. <laughs> I was um, not expecting that. <laughs> I, I wish I, 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 it, it, it yeah, you're not going to be able I to see this because of my, but I'm going to look but, in my magazine when it shows up. The word right there that is blurry right now yeah. is mid-journey. Wow. I'm like, so, okay, so not only are we getting, so not only are we getting a publication that's 64 pages long, that only has 24, 28, <laughs> would you doubt it? What's the byline would you on that doubt article? <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, man. I would not be surprised. <laughs> I mean, if they can't get enough income to pay for a, more content in a magazine, which means hiring writers, which re means, you know, like you've got to have a staff to produce a magazine, at least I think you do, <laughs> then then you've got to start figuring out where you can cut the costs. Would you not, like, okay, first of all, let, let's be honest. This is part of our... These are our fees that go to this. Yeah. I don't know how much money that they spend right. on this. Um, What's the percentage of an not, AIA clearly not membership much. that goes to Architect Magazine? Right. Yeah, cl clearly not much. I mean, and if you think about it, if of 64 pages and only 28 of them are actual content. If you don't count the table of content, everything else is at. It's 40%. Yeah, 40% content. Okay, so... So for so sixty percent ads, and they can't afford to get maybe like you know because their ads 
they can't afford to kick in a little bit more money to actually get a little bit more content and maybe some images that may or may not actually be from Midjourney. I don't really care if they're from Midjourney or not. I mean, I I just, I, I, that sort of like struck me as funny. That is funny. That that was Im- images by, and it does have a name. I'm not going to read off the name, but it's the person's name slash Midjourney, okay. which means it's probably the person who was generating the, prompt, the, the imagery. The prompt engineer. And right. the prompt engineer. <laughs> and so I, I honestly remember, you know, this is like, you know, me showing my age, but I remember going into like a Bards and Noble going into the publication oh, section yeah. and going to the all the different architectural magazines. And I remember and this was before Architect Magazine was part of, you know, like was the journal of um, the AIA. And it was, I think the journal of the AIA was what, Architecture Record at the time? Yeah, I think so. Which I don't know if that exists anymore or not. I don't think so. Um, but in Architect Magazine was like, I would go to that one because that one had a lot more interesting articles. They had a lot more imagery. They had things like that would be the one that I would buy to go and clip out pictures and let other <laughs> stuff and just, you know, put them in a like, binder, put them in a binder and later. just use them as like my little mental Rolodex of like things. Or I would just have like, because before we moved here, which I'm sure you probably might've done the same thing, but before we moved here, my wife was like, can we finally purge all of your magazines? Of your I think I had, because I also had um, stuff from my old boss who was throwing things out. I'm like, don't throw them out. I want them. And I grabbed probably about at least a good decade and a half of stuff from him. Oh, wow. And then had another decade and a half worth of stuff. So I had at least, at least three, three and a half decades worth of every publication. Progressive architecture, architect magazine architecture record probably splashed in a few architectural digests and to be quite honest with you if you go to architectural digest now that's actually a far more competent oh, yeah. publication than what we get you know they've far more you know well, uh, captivating imagery there's a bigger market and content there's a bigger market for interiors than there is for architecture bigger yeah. audience well, yeah you know you know what's funny is like it was architect architecture Architectural Digest. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. It was Architectural Digest that kind of introduced me to like a handful of different architects that I'd never heard of in my life. It's just like, you know, who is this Robert A.M. Stern fellow? <laughs> you know, it was literally, I was like, who the hell is this guy? And I was just like, this guy, dude. People like, I think, I think I heard Gwathme for the first time, Alexander Gorland, you know, all these different people who, yeah, they had like Fifth Avenue type you know, apartments and a lot of like, you know, really cool interiors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was so, it, it was like, you know, it was like, okay, now I started to like put together and, and I, I kind of still appreciate the magazine for the fact that, you know, we were always taught like it's architecture, it's the shell, you know, it's like, you know, we're, and then it's just like, oh, you know, give that to somebody else to do like the interiors and stuff. Right. And and now as we, you and I have like kind of grown in our careers and stuff, I, I, I can't see one without the other. I can't divorce one from the other. I mean, that's, that's what we do, right? Yep. I mean, that's good, competent, that's good, competent architecture is when you like rely on both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, just, I, I, um, 
I'll wait for Toby. She's like, you know, the mail came in and she's like, uh, you know, I left your, uh, your pamphlet. She's like, I left, I left your magazine on, on the front table. There's the other writers who come in. We've, and we've got an entry table. And so she left it there and I'm just like, oh yeah. And so I went in and I got it and I was, and I pick it up and it's just like, whoa, you know, it's just like so light. <laughs> it's just like, like, uh, uh, really disappointing. Like so disappointing. You almost, it's just like, I, I long for like the, the issues that have like aggressive architecture awards or residential architecture awards or all something. of these other, right. something that actually has a little bit more meat to it because otherwise, I mean, three pages for the ecology school and it's literally two columns, two thin columns of actual text and then a bunch of little teeny pictures of the actual thing. It's like, I, I would actually, I would actually really love to learn a little bit more about that. So now I'm going to have to go to Arc Daily or Architecture <laughs> Newspaper or, you know, one of these other ones right. to actually find out more information about it from somebody other than the people, you know, my own professional. All that Architect whatevers. Magazine is, is a vehicle. And, and I, I apologize in advance to the people who work on the story part of Architect Magazine and who actually see it as something different than I do. But it is a vehicle to get building product manufacturers ads in front of architects. And this magazine yeah, yeah, is yeah. just yeah. is just secondary to that as far as the articles go. There, And I even included a four-page spread uh, for continuing ed, but for you to get any, um, credits for this continuing ed, you do actually have to go to a website. And is so that, what's the point in here? So, so to do what is that, is that to like take a quiz or is that to like, so you have to get your name captured so that you become a sales lead or both. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's my point is like, there's so many things it feels like with, I mean, we've complained about NCARB on here re re recently because of the, the fee <laughs> hike. Uh, the AIA yeah. is not cheap to be a member of. And they're still no. constantly shoving this ad stuff in our face because they're looking for outside revenue always. Like that's a, it's. A, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy making that that we spend the amount of money we spend for membership, and you said it. This is a perk of membership. A membership benefit is that you get the subscription, which is really just a way to get junk mail in your mailbox. To, yeah, exactly. I would much rather like get mailers, or I would even sign up for I. I, you know me and my weird addiction to CEUs. But I mean, I signed up for people that I know are going to give me quality information for, I don't know, I do a lot of like flat roofs or plaza decks or things like that, that need something like a hydrotech or something. But, but Cormac, sponsor. that's you <laughs> looking for what you need. And, and this is the right. other way around. This is like, uh, we are going to blanket mail everybody and hope that some small percentage of those people will respond. It is exactly the opposite model. It doesn't doesn't make sense right. to me. 
and yet it it persists. I I just don't understand how that line item yeah. is still in so many people's budget on the manufacturing if, side. To be quite honest with you, to if they would do something, is it? It I think it's Arc Daily that if you go to if you're like looking at a project and you're kind of like reading some of their articles and you're like flipping through at the very bottom, they actually like have lists of manufacturers sure. that were involved on in this. Right. I would even do like go so far as to say, you know, Hey, I'd like to have like maybe an interactive page where I could click on a project and I'm clicking on what manufacturer did they use for their glazing? What manufacturer did they use for their expansion joints would be, you know, all of these different things. And you just like, click on it and it like, yeah. pops up and then it gives you like, this was blah, blah, blah. And it's blah, blah, blah. And you can go to this website and find more information about it. I mean, at least make it somewhat damn useful instead of just giving us splash pages of, you know, finding links to other things, do away with this altogether. Don't send me paper, send me a web. Uh, what is it? What is the, um, I'm blanking on the the like on online like you know publication where you can like oh like like issue. flip through issue. Thank you issue. I don't know literally why I blanked on that one, but you know, and and an issue is pretty interactive, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if like there's been several that I've gone to that can create like something very interactive too. Right. And there's just like a little dot that can like you know wow 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 yeah. You know, something you can and it's like, ooh, I'll click on that dot. Right. Exactly. And I was like, ooh, I'll click on that dot and see what it is. And <laughs> like a kid. What's that? Squirrel. But it, but it, but at least it's something that's giving me some valuable information. I was like, okay, I've read the project. I've, I would really love to, so it's like, I'm looking at this cover on, of Architect Magazine. I'm like, oh, you know, these, this very kind of like green roof plaza kind of thing going on. It's, you can get it's, that it's actually journey. kind of amazing. Well, exactly. But I mean, it, I was just like, okay, this is this is really kind of cool. If I did something like that, what I would want to know is how did they achieve that? What are the materials that they used to do this? What are the kind of detailings, or at least the manufacturer? Who's the right person to ask to go in to try to accomplish that? Right. You know, because again, that goes back to the whole conversation that we had about Mid journey can create all of this imagery all they want to. And there's like some architect out there. Uh, there was a, a more recent article that I was just uh, reading and I've blanked on the name of the uh, article and that, but he was basically saying that AI can help us kind of like regain our connection to design. Right. And, right. I remember. Yeah. I know, saw something and, about that too. You must have said yeah, that to me, and, but and yeah, I, it was like, can reconnect us to like high design because everything, all the buildings have gotten so dumb and so dumbed down and stripped. Basically. Yeah. And, and it was just like you, AI can help you create images, but again, AI can't help you build squat. <laughs> Unbuildable. And you're still going to have to, yeah. you're still going to have to figure all of that out. Right. And if you that's can't, what an architect's that's be. where, that, that's where your value is. Exactly. Oh, is it um, just architectural draftsman? A detailer? Figuring it out. The figuring it out part. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Isn't they, they, in the in text, you know, they, there's a lot of talk about the hallucination that happens with ChatGPT. It'll, it'll cite authors of different things. It's like, that's not even a real person. Right? And it's like, and you can say right. that, oh, this isn't, this isn't the author of that. And it's like, oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. 
uh, and then it'll say, this is the yeah. real author of that. And I think that it's, well, it does the same thing with imagery, right? It's, it is basically daydreaming right. up imagery. It's putting pixels next to other yeah. pixels because that's what it sees happen most often. And so right, right. It, because of all the images that it's been trained on. And I, there's some really amazing outcomes that come out of that. And at the same time, it's like you see buildings made out of feathers and you see stained glass curving in eight yeah. different directions. And it's like, and how? Right. I mean, exactly. I, this, exactly. There's a there's a, a friend of mine posted uh, some mid journey images on LinkedIn where he was reimagining like medieval shower glass shower enclosures because he's a glass guy mm -hmm. and he loves shower glass. Right. That's what he specializes in. And so he he like did this deep dive down. You know what 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 could a medieval version of a of a glass shower have been like? And they're they're wild, right? And I said. My, my my response was like, please, please send uh, cost estimates, you know, today. I, that's, that's what I want to see next. I want to see how much these things cost because yeah. like you can daydream as much as you want. I mean, this is this is literally going back to school. There was no gravity. Oh, yeah. There was no client. There right. was not a really well-defined right. program a lot of times. There was there was so many things that were just like, eh, okay, okay, sure. Uh, that's what it is now. And, and it is. Right. At the same time, can that be inspiring? Absolutely. Can it can it actually so be built all the time? No way. Of course not. So I can so I'll show you this cover again. And for the audio listeners, I am holding up the architect magazine Back and it shows these wonderful concrete planks that are these big cantilevers and it's kind of like falling water all this other stuff. kind of ray cap cappy look, right? It's like these these really heavily cantilevered decks concrete decks but it's fully but it's full it's fully these thin concrete decks and it's fully vegetated right and i know because i've been dealing with vegetation over a structured roof and the depth that you need for like say a you know tree root bulb and all of that other stuff are not achieved in what i'm seeing here you need a better you're not going to be Cormac. able to do this give me a break <laughs> you mean nature <laughs> Nature, who's going to tell me, you know, if if I want a, I'm looking at these are easily like, you know, a 20 foot tall tree that's going to tell me, you know, the root, you know, the root system that it's going to need to basically stand up. Because I don't see any planters here. I mean, it is just like full green, full wild, full, you know, I mean, the whole, like, the it, thing is the case for rewilding. It made it Okay, you can cover. rewild all you want to. It's the cover shot, man. Exactly. It's got to be, it's got to. It, it is work. It must be real. It does. And that, and that's, and that's the thing that I want to, you know, like every time a, an architect says, oh, AI is going to replace us. I'm just going to, is it, I'm just going to carry this it, magazine around with me. To <laughs> carry this around, say, it just show it to people and say, is it? Because do, do you think AI figured out how to make all of this work? Well, let's let's bring this uh, back. Let's uh, bring this yeah. back to where we started the episode with your um, ha ha response to my <laughs> to my images. There you go. <laughs> is, There's is my it, ha ha response to this one too. So so what you're saying is that, that my renderings as a third year architecture student weren't any better than a, a mid journey image today. Just just as buildable. No, I'm sure it wasn't buildable at all. Like what what I drew. <laughs> What's funny is that I bet yours were probably more built. It probably was. <laughs> you went through this whole trust system and everything else, and 
at least sort of thought through all of the well it was the it was fully three-dimensional it. yeah that's just a 2d uh there you go image so it is um it is quite something so yes welcome back to school <laughs>